For the third straight game, the San Jose Sharks go into the shootout and lose. We'll talk about this. Come from a head loss and more. Ay, ay, ay. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, November 5th. Wait, I'm sorry. It's Sabado, Cinco de Noviembre, 2022. Okay, well, I'll spare you guys all. Uh, on Los Tiberones night, the Sharks lose in the shootout. Yes, this is not a repeat, folks. They lost in a shootout, this time to the Ducks again. Five to four, and we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive post-game show. We do this after every game, so if you want to be part of the show, join the conversation and chat with us, along with fellow Sharks fans and hockey fans all over the world on the YouTube page or the app. You can also follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to support the pod. You can always Venmo us at Tealtown USA, or as always, you can hit us up on the super chat during this program. It is the Eric and Eric show tonight here on Los Tiberones night, and I say the guy who spells his not right, name the right way, Eric Landy. Uh, Landy, oh God, not again. Sharks got a shark, baby. <laughs> oh man. This one's a tough one, and and you know, early on we've talked about how it was Reimer saving the day, saving the bacon of this of this team. But uh, I don't know. I think you have to start wondering. Reimer's starting to uh, run out of speed here. Yeah, I mean, this game, dude. You know, you we we kind of have the roller coaster of emotion with this game and i mean it's it's not like we should really think any anything differently you know i i i try to temper my expectations going in and um for me it's you're you're just kind of playing out the ways in which they're going to lose you know in your brain already so at this point nothing shocks me um and <laughs> Um, you know, they're just finding new and interesting ways to lose. Um, but <laughs> you know, there are a couple guys that I'm happy to see, uh, you know, pick up some scoring. And then, you know, there's one guy very in particular that I'm very concerned about right now. Very much so. Uh, I, I think I know who you're talking about. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, got to go through some of the stuff in the chat. The chat's already going off. Big Bird saying, got to say, the six-game homestand has been entertaining. Uh, David H., this was some kind of choke job. Incredible. We thought we got rid of the choke tag, Landy. <laughs> God. No, they're choking on that stick. Yeah. Uh, Dana, hi. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope the Anaheim boys look back fondly on their two shootout wins when they have to play Bedard and Teal four games every season for the next 20 years. <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, Triple G 0806, uh, one, two, and three homestand blowing third period leads. Can't win a snoot. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough one, folks. But uh, you know, and for David H again, I know we've been giving away a ton of picks for players, but watching the Ducks get two shoot uh, shootout goals with their up and coming stars while ha- while we have none remotely close is tough. Yeah, no, I mean, Mason McTavish was a guy that I had big highlights on my draft board um, in his class. And I think he's he's he could have the potential to be a gets Lafian type center for the Ducks and really be the anchor that they build around, because that kid is, is one. He's he's got a very good competitive streak to him. Two, he's very large for his age, um, you know, and, he, and he's already, I think, what, 6'2", 240 or something. something and, and the kid's going to like that. Yeah. yeah, he's a monster. And, you know, he's only going to build into his body a little bit further. And, and three, you know, I think this is a kid that that is successful where he goes, you know, and, and the different programs that he's been in, he's had very high levels of success. Um, so he to me you know really got them this this win the key to this win and and really took on a a, a leadership you know a kind of a not a leadership but but more along the lines of becoming that clutch player um you know starting to build that in his repertoire and uh it sucks that we have to see him you know five games a year four games a year this year but you know normally it's five to six so You know, again, though, I mean, Shark's going to Shark, right? I mean, they have a good um, a good opening period, I, I thought, yep. um, you know, and, and the shot, <laughs> bear in mind that that and um, yeah, it's, you know, you, I don't know. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good, man. I mean, just the shots like you were mentioning, 21 to four in the first period. Just insane how, how the Sharks really dominated this period and, and was so it's <laughs> still are on the wrong end of it right right I, I mean kevin lebank gets the gets us started right at 354 yep. um a, a great uh, you know just a great pass on net you had a guy driving there so you were expecting you know timo to get uh you know a stick on that um he ends up figuring with the assist and benning gets an assist as well but you know good on kevin for for directing it towards the net and you know when you put kevin with stronger line mates i think this is kind of what the result is you Mm -hmm. know he's able to feed guys like timo and and hurdle who can then you know deposit the the puck in the net so this line now by design i think is has got its playmaker it's got its sniper and it's got its its guy that likes to park himself in front of the net and, and the havoc causer yes now because it is los tiburones night we have some uh, we have a treat for the goal for kevin lebank so mom who i know doesn't can't stand you know andres cantor this one this one's for you Kevin 
I always get a kick out of Los Tipperoners Night when they score a goal. So thanks to the Sharks Audio Network for that one on hand. Uh, that made it one nothing Sharks. But, uh, you know, it was a little feisty, too, all game, too. Gadjevich just was trying to start, you know, oh, my goodness, you know. Um, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's stirring, stirring some shit, if I might, uh, you know, call on a profanity there. I, you know, and, and again, I, I really like the positioning there. And, and you know, I, I, I think this is when they're playing their game, you know, that's what he's supposed to do by design, right? Right. And, and get, you know, get some grit in there, which is what this team has been wanting to have more grit and more grit and more grit. <sighs> Because, you know, the biggest thing you needed was more grit on there. Um, so, but then, you know, you, you see uh, Leishan, uh get his first, I think, in like 21 games to tie it up. Then, you know, Comtois, uh, you know, makes it 2-1. I just... Well, it's let's 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 break down the let's break down the Leeson goal first, right? Yep. On this one, you, you've got two forwards that are that are pulled high, right? And and you've got to adjust for the winger who's coming down the boards. Uh, this, uh, let's see if I can see who was on. I believe it was Timo and Hurdle whose line got victimized. Yeah, it was, and and it's just a a a, a poor execution there by Kevin LeBanc, who should be driving to the boards. Uh, but instead, you know, is dangling up by the the far blue line. So, right. you know, for me, this is this is bad on the forwards. Your your defense is positioned well. Um, they're tracking with that forward, but Kevin's got to stick on his guy, and he just right. leaves him completely open to make a play. You know, on a far side stretch pass and and when you get a goaltender going left to right and you have a guy that is able to kind of wiggle out of of his defensive um assignment then you've got the recipe for uh, you know a goal being deposited in the back of your net and that's exactly what we saw there so you know i i think timo bites a little bit too hard on his forward and i don't think kevin posts up on his forward near enough. He doesn't even make an attempt to go in, in a back check and instead takes the guy on the far point, which hurdle had already covered. So that's a mental lapse. And and when you've already got the good feel goods right at the beginning of that period, you know, you've got all of these shots funneled and then you let, let a stinker in like that. That's lays the seeds, uh, you know, of, of, of doubt early on in the game. And then let's go to that to that Max Comtois goal, which it's a it's a two on one. Zegers gets it over to Comtois, and Comtois is able to to bury it. And and again, another blown assignment late in a period. And and it's again a rerun of what we saw last year of of how this team uh, lets in soft goals at very uh, inopportune times. And, and head on a swivel, boys. I mean, come on, just keep someone keep an eye on the back door. I know Zegris is you're looking after him because you don't want to get embarrassed. But, oh, man, I mean, guys, you, you, you got to watch for the for the, the trailing player because the, it's going to end up backing in bet. But like Ian said, even in a Sharks loss, all three stars were Sharks. So, you know, ah, uh, it's just, yeah. oh, man. Uh, 
you know. Oh, and AJ, you know, pulling up in the chat, which, you know, this one, he, he's saying tough to hang on rhymes. You know, the first three goals were just yikes on the D. And I wouldn't even say it was the defense. I thought the defense played well. I thought Redim Shimmick was throwing the body well. Oh, yeah. You know, having really good defensive positioning. I think Vlasic got got victimized on the on the Leeson goal, letting his guy get wrangled free. But that being said, it, defense is not all on the defense. Defense is also on forwards tracking back. Yeah. Right. And and this is uh, again, if this team wants to have success, it's got to have those foundational building block type plays. You know that it's proverbial two hundred foot game. True. But it's proverbial because it how you defend it's how you get the the control of the puck back and and, and, and how you don't let your goaltender get hung out to dry yeah it, it get hung out to dry but you got to make some saves too right reimer has been a little uh you know t- to quote randy Hahn from last season totally sus as of late uh in this one i mean it's been a really um it's been really tough uh to see because he's been again he's been your backbone all year long uh broaden smith with the super chat donation thank you very much of course like we said super chats and the venmo donations go support the show uh oversight and and uh make sure we bring everything to you and looking good uh from broaden smith not trying to be mean but is couture washed yeah this is this is what you know i kind of teased out at the very beginning this is a guy who has no confidence right now with the puck. This is also a guy who's got zero strength on his shot right now for whatever reason that is. And and third, he's making very poor decisions with the puck, which is not something that, that he's known for. I mean, this is a guy, a shadow selkie type guy who, who we've had, you know, as a defensive stalwart in his own end for for years, he's he's had issues, yes, with faceoffs, and he's tackled those. And sometimes it creeps back in, sometimes it doesn't. But I think what's more concerning right now, Eric, is his total. He's totally lost in the offensive zone. Well, he, he's had a rough go with it offensively. Uh, even that shootout attempt uh, in. Uh... At the end there, looked like he's just fumbling the puck. And the same thing I think could have been said for Tomas Hurdle. Uh, granted, he's been getting assists here and there, but up until the third period tonight, we'll we'll tease that. You know, it hasn't been great. He's been fighting the puck, and a lot of guys have been fighting the puck. I mean, let's be honest here. Early on, you know, in the season, the fourth line was your go-to for goal scoring, and that's you know all around scary. You know. Um, and I know there have been years because uh, for hey, Couture stripped the seat, you know, I remember game seven where everybody's like, oh, he's the captain if Pavelski leaves. Well, there you go. But the captaincy, you know, was different with Pavelski. He had a support group. Couture hasn't really had that great of players. I mean, you have Nieto and Barabanov uh, on there. I mean, Barabanov has been has been pretty decently of late. But the Long Beach native, and by the way, happy birthday, Matt Nieto. Uh, but, uh, you know, not exactly key uh, key teammates to, to you know, surround uh, for for the captain. Yeah, no, and, and again, I didn't think we would see this 
fast of a drop off with him. He was one guy that I thought, okay, when he's not scoring, at least he's, you know, defensively sound. But at this point, Eric, I mean, I'm not even I, I'm not sure what what you can do with him at this point. I mean, you, I think you've got to shelter him now. Um, I, I don't know that I want him taking offensive zone starts, which is a far cry from what he used to be as a player. Um, it it doesn't look like an effort thing either. This looks like it's more along the lines of injury slash, um, you know, some kind of of just falling off physically. I don't know what 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 do you what do you seem to attribute this to? Because I because I, I look at the the wrist shot and it's just not there right yeah, now. Yeah, you can't. You wonder if something's happening. We remember, you know, Paz had that wrist issue that he was struggling with for a time. You wonder if it's the same thing and Couture's trying to play through it. Um, you know, and it sucks. Uh, granted, the Sharks now, you know, won't play again until Thursday. So you have time to rest. You have some time to practice and, you know, get in again, you know, get in some practice time uh, before you head out to uh, to uh, St. Louis to begin their road trip. Um you know, but it's it's struggling. It's it sucks because you would want you want Couture to be in this thing. Uh, the guy has done so much for this organization, and, and you you hate to see what happens. I mean, I can't see them putting him on the third line. I can't see them scratching him. You know, I I think you just have to work it out. Uh, same similar with with what Hurdle did. You know, and, and I think it's just going to matter of time to come. Um. So we'll see. I I hope, I hope he's not injured. I hope it's just you know you're you're getting the schneid and and you got to break it sooner than later, uh, for sure. Um, briefly moving on to the second period, you know you you got um you know Meyer getting his fifth goal and uh, that's a five game point streak for Timo Meyer again a guy who was struggling and found a way to get through it. And, and granted, you know, Couture. You know, kind of going back at Couture, you know, Meyer deflected the shot from Couture that, you know, kind of negated Couture's hat trick against Toronto earlier in this homestand. Uh, but Meyer getting that done. Then you have the whole brouhaha of Toronto, you know, kind of covering up the the puck. And, and Meyer's like, oh, yeah, well, if you're going to hang on to the puck, I'm just going to knock you down. It causes that brouhaha. And then, and then we get to the controversy. Well, at least one of them tonight. Uh, Luke Cunning gets his second goal of the season on the power play. You know, at first I thought they were going to look at the, at, a, at a distinct kicking motion, but Anaheim challenges it for uh, for offside. Now, Landy, we've seen this before. <laughs> Game seven, Western Conference second round against Colorado. I'm going to put the screenshot on the screen here. You tell me, what do you think of this? Um, I don't, I don't remember the rule, but to the rule books extent, if the player is allowed to be exiting the ice with his skates off the ice, because if it's written as if his skates can be off the ice and he's considered no longer part of the play, then I think they got the call correct. But if it's 
if the player needs to clear the yellow dasher in order to be outside of the play, I don't think you can sit there and say that he's fully out of play if you're going to use the yellow dasher as the mark of demarcation. So I don't know. I, I don't claim to be an expert on this um, because, you know, it, it's it's very much one of those plays that you have to dust off your rule book to see what exactly it says in there. Um, but if, if I am looking at this with my eye and knowing that the yellow dasher is normally the point of demarcation that I would have thought this would have been offsides. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just going off of what happened with Gabriel Landeskog in the playoffs, you know, three years ago, um, I, I was with, with Drew on, on the call. I thought I was offside. Uh, no matter what I thought, the I thought it was like it, the whole plane of the blue line was the whole, uh, the whole explanation of it all but you know the thing is is that it's it's i i don't know where where they caught in there yeah it, it, it's just very surprising that they they disallowed it but they're saying i guess they were saying there was um you know no you know there wasn't evidence. i guess yeah wasn't enough evidence to overturn so i guess maybe the duck player kind of impeding the camera angle saved saved the sharks a goal there um but if i was an anaheim fan i, I i'd be a little i'd be a little annoyed at that one. Oh, absolutely i mean it, it's just just uh mind-blowing <laughs> Uh, it's just really mind blowing as to why they why they uh, they uh, didn't call it. And I'm trying to see on on the Twitter machine, and I have not seen an explanation yet uh, from the league. So that's kind of weird. Usually the uh, NHL PR uh, has it up by now, but uh, they have not called, they have not gone on and explained it. So interesting. Uh, so. I guess moving onward, you know, Sharks take a 3-2 lead. Uh, they don't do anything with the unsuccessful challenge. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, but thir third period, we have the little brouhaha with Gajevich getting in front of Stolarz, and then Benoit tries to defend himself. Zegris kind of jumps in to try to get Gajevich off. Um thought that might have been third man in, but I don't think he did too much of it. Uh, and But then Hurdle, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Hurdle's off the schneid. Oh, you know, that's, un, uh, you know, that was a huge lift for Tomas Hurdle to uh, get the insurance marker and make it 4-2. Yeah, I mean, you and Ian had called it on the last game, right? This is a guy that we're not really worried about. You know, it's just a matter of time. Same for Timo, right? That these guys are just going to, you know, take some time. You get some good chemistry with um, Kevin LeBanc. And, and I like Kevin LeBanc being up there with those guys. I think they they all kind of accentuate their, their features to the, the fullest extent. I mean, I liked Barabanov um, there as well. But with the way Kutcher has played, you, you just have to have some kind of spark plug for that line. So... Um, for me, 
I I think that he's you know you've got these two guys that that are just again pure goal scorers and you're gonna get um them to eventually get going and again i like the move to have kevin up there um and i think he helps drive that line uh, a little bit more than bear bonoff is right now but again it's it's a double-edged sword though because you you've also got to get couture going now and one of the guys that i i kept kind of thinking about over and over and over again that's that's similar situation kind of fell off very quickly was andrew ladd right and 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 he was he's kind of a guy that it's like people have been asking for comps for couture's play as of late that that's the guy that i kind of kind of look at as as you know it's a very similar type of precipitous drop off yeah it's 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 like it's nice to have seen him having an almost hat trick on that on that game against Toronto earlier in the homestand last week but more consistency and I think that goes for the same with hurdle uh yeah you got a goal tonight thank you you got a you got a goal and two assists heck for that matter a goal is two assists for hurdle Meyer and LeBanc uh, LeBanc, nice job up in your trade value. I mean, that's going to be key for the Sharks down the road. Uh, but yeah, you know, you need more consistency out of your top six. Um, Meyer's starting to get going. Uh, you know, Hurdle's been contributing here and there. Uh, LeBanc definitely needed that, and he definitely looked like he was, you know, looking good especially on the top line but you know you can't always be on the top line so you need to bring it when you get into the middle six or the second six uh to uh make things happen i'm forced oh yeah well i think you know this is now where kind of the 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 good feelings of the podcast start to end because you know when that that third period you've got mason mctavish you know getting his first goal on the season and and kulikov gets the the goal and like i had said earlier that that brett leeson goal kind of similar in that it's it's a blown coverage right after you know a power play and the tucks are just able to completely wrestle the the momentum away and and you could see the sticks start to tighten up real quick with the sharks and they just turtled and Honestly, I mean, it, this is something that's got to be coached out of these players because this this looks like uh, psychological drama being, uh, you know, unfolding in the third period. Once these guys, I mean, these guys are, are, I think, fragile right now. This is a fragile group and it, and it should be because when you're letting in goals like that in the third period, I, I don't know what you're doing, Eric. It's it's, you know. It's pain. It's painful. But we knew that's what the Sharks were going to deal with, with pain. You know, uh, uh, DJAA27, those Tiburonis shirts on eBay now. Cool. I'll be getting one soon. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Littlefield, by the way, love love the icon saying there were good feelings. <laughs> I there With this season, you have to take some good from from what's going on with this team because it's like, ugh. Got, you know, uh, Michael Molasses. The fourth line needs to actually play hockey. Nothing comes from that line. And it hurts me whenever I see Lindblom and Lawrence out there. 
not doing much of anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking at this right now and I'm like looking at Matt Benning and I'm going, what the what what are you doing? You know what I mean? And this is this is a continued problem with this player. And and I don't understand. This was one of the more baffling moves in the offseason. And, you know, I, I think we had all talked about, boy, what's this contract going to look like in year three? But I'm thinking, what's this contract going to look like in year two? Because yeah. there's four years of this. And it's just another mental brain fart in front of his own net. And, of course, one of those shark killers that just loves playing against us for whatever reason. You know, Adam Henrique gets the third, you know, his third of the season with Terry and Zegras with the assists at 1832. And at this point, you know, choke job complete. I mean, we've got uh, it all tied up. And again, momentum completely sucked out of the building. I mean, up in in that third period, you know, even I, I think in the later stages of that second period, you know, you had a good crowd tonight. You had, you know, the tank kind of rocking, and and I could hear the the chants, and and it seemed like it was a pretty packed house yep. for for Los Tiburones night. And you go and you lay this turd in the bed. With, with a night that's supposed to be good, warm, fuzzy feelings, getting a lot of people into the tank. You know, it's a Saturday night. Um, you're going to have a good family crowd. And then this is the product that you put on the ice. And it's a wonder why, you know, when an Arizona or when a, you know, what insert small market team here comes to play and you only see this team drawing, you know, 9,000, you know, 10,000 fans. I mean, this yeah. this is why. This is why I mean, and and it's it goes from being something that was um, exciting. You know, there was some good young players out there with that young, exciting type of hockey. We were seeing that, you know, we had some um, some brouhaha's. We had some physicality. You know, people were getting into it. And, and then you go and, and you just lay this turd um, really soured what was going to you know turn into a good night for me. And, and again, you know, you, for me, I'm kind of trying to look at this and trying to be impartial, um, and, and, but, but getting a good sense and getting a good vibe through, you know, three or, you know, two and a half periods and and then they completely collapse. So just learning new ways to lose, I guess. But at this point, I'm concerned for some players on this team, um, you know, for some other players, I am wondering if they're trying to audition their way out of here. Um, and I would would expect to see um, more collapses of this type going forward in the season. Because if you're collapsing like this now um, in, in early November, you know, what's March, February, you know, the dog days of the season going to look like? Yeah, it's going to be tough and that's when you start wondering okay do i call do we get the call-ups at the end when they're all eliminated when the trade deadline comes through i mean again the trade values for for everyone including reimer who seemed like a lock it just last week not helping not helping out big time you know 
Uh, it also doesn't help that Mario Ferraro got hurt late in the game, too. Taking the puck to look like the the chin. or And let's hope it's not a broken jaw, folks. Uh, but he went right off the ice. And, and according to uh, media, uh, Curtis Pichelka saying uh, Quinn didn't have an update on Ferraro other than to say he's going to the hospital tonight. Uh, this sure reminds me of what happened to him last year in Florida. Just awful luck. Um, yeah, so. I think I think this, this is probably a broken jaw. Um, and and he's already had issues with his, you know, getting pucks in the face before. Um, and I think you even have to start to consider maybe a concussion on top of that yeah, and, and that's a tough one too you, you don't want because when you get when you get that tmj and you get it shoved backwards like that um you know you can you can become concussed yeah um doesn't look it doesn't didn't look good to me eric and i and i would expect this is going to be of the weeks variety yeah uh, and and you know let's just hope knock on wood that uh, you know, there's no structural damage and it's just a really bad bone bruise, but it, it looked bad. Yeah. It, it looked bad going off. And, and when you got the doctors coming right behind Ray Tufts like that, it's, it's, it's a tough and, one. Yeah. And, and if you haven't seen it, uh, AJ, great job. Giffen, my friend, uh, got it, got the replay of it on our Twitter, at, uh, at Teal Town USA. Um, so let's hope for the best for Mario Ferraro. Uh, if we hear anything else, but it doesn't look like we're going to hear much for the rest of the night, just that he's headed to the hospital to get looked at. Uh, let's certainly hope he'll be okay. Uh, overtime, I thought they had some plenty of chances. The shootout, uh, you know, the, the question will call, you know, bringing in, you know, Couture, LeBanc, Benino. Um I think where it's, the hell's where the hell's hurdle on these shootouts? That's later down the road with Timo and uh, you know, like I, I think you should either be starting with Timo or starting with Hurdle, followed by I mean Kevin LeBanc seems to have have some mitts for it, uh, but I, I don't understand Eric Carlson on, on the shootout. It, it, he's got maybe two moves where where it's either take the slap shot at the hash marks or coming straight on in on a lateral type of move yeah. and that's literally the two the two things he's got but here's the thing you go, with that one you got to go with the hot hand you know i mean carlson may have some some interesting moves i think we remember we had um uh, what is it? Uh, the slapper in the shootout, I think, during 2021, uh, where he just went, you know, uh, screw it. I'm just going to grip it and rip it. Um, you know, they're not exactly that. But I will credit, I mean, even though I was head scratching, you're putting Benino in, and then all of a sudden you see Benino with his nifty little moves, and he's like, he put Benino in. <laughs> but uh, Henrique, he scored. Three regular uh, regulation goals this season, all of them in San Jose, and then of course the shootout winner, where we could have you know, freaking Mike Emmerich go, Henrique, it's over, and it's over. 
Uh, Landy. <laughs> oh, man, it was just the cherry on top of that shit Sunday. <laughs> uh, but, uh, again, you know, we go through it. Do we expect anything different? Uh, at this point, this team hasn't showed me, you know, much has changed, no. um, at, you know, in a calendar year and so far as, as coaching schemes and and just – seeming like this team can't play situational hockey to save its life and aging veterans that are now of the troublesome variety and wondering, you know, where the, the, you know, where the captain of the team is, um, where he's at health wise and where he's at mentally. Um, because, you know he's a competitive player. You know that he puts a lot on himself, and you know he's not able to perform at at a dare I even say a replacement level center at, at this point. You know, if the I think maybe you're getting third line value out of him, maybe, but this is a guy that should have been a one B. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is that type of a player, um, at least anchoring a very good second line and right now he's he's not able to do any of that yeah it's it's just frustrating it's just frustrating but at the same time you know that there's going to be pain with this team you know uh and and people asking about Eklund and Bortolo just leave them alone just keep them on the CUDA just let them do their thing down there I don't want them touching this this you know stink show i don't want them to learn how to lose um you know they need to be in a group of of players of similar age and you know building themselves up as a as a young core that can then augment the core that you have up here and and you're not going to be served by 12 minutes of bordolo or 15 minutes of eckland um you know playing maybe a tweener third line second line type of role they're not going to get the the same kind of development as, as if they're playing 19 minutes 18 minutes down in in the age right i mean look you look and see what what shane wright's going on with the kraken granted the kraken are second place in the pacific for crying out loud <laughs> where did that come from uh you know uh, but uh it's it's tough it's it's frustrating and look we mentioned this before. I know Ian's mentioned it before. It's like, yes, we in an ideal world, we would love Eklund and Bordalo to be here. And just shooting it up, goal scoring and everything. But if you want Connor Bedard, you shouldn't have them up right now. Plus, I don't even think, like, if you're, if you're asking what you're going to get out of a player like Bordalo and a player like Eklund... I mean, these are guys that are more of the playmaking variety in the first place. I mean, you know, they're not. Yes, they they can score goals, and you know, I think it would be um, probably in the wheelhouse to get like thirty goals from from Eklund. Um, that's kind of what he tracks as. But again, you know, you're going to be putting him against other teams' checking lines, other teams' second lines. You know, he's he's not a player that has matured enough yet to, to take on that responsibility. And I don't want him to be in over his head and have a Mirko Mueller situation all exactly. over again. Yeah. So for Shiggles, 
while you were talking there, I, I, I you know, did the tankathon. <laughs> Anaheim won the the lottery. <laughs> Not simulator. Oh, come on! <laughs> Crying out loud. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm thinking like maybe you want to come in at that like. 31 30 spot yeah. you know what i mean it just seems like the that second or third best odds yeah because it seems like first best odds is just asking to be upset yeah you know what i mean so you know and, and it would be, just be so sharks if they had the worst odds and yet didn't get the first overall pick and it because... somehow went to anaheim or edmonton for crying out loud right <laughs> or better or, or better yet or st. Louis. st louis right yeah. yeah just it's like you guys oh. just won a cup four years ago really oh gosh uh we're getting some quotes here uh hurdle on his goal i will give up the goal and i scored the two for the two points tonight any day any time yep of course you know uh i i agree hurdle i i don't blame it you, you want the w and you only get one out of six uh, on this homestand, not fun. And Quinn kind of reiterates that it's very disheartening because of the result. Very encouraging from the way we played. We continue to feel we're going in the right direction, but Jesus, we shot ourselves in the foot. And yeah, you know, I, 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 I kind of with, with defensive defensively though. I mean, offensively, yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing. I, I think you know that the team is is starting to play to form a little bit, but in their own zone, they're a fucking mess. You know, it just seems like once the puck enters in their zone, they've got one hand, you know, on their crotch and and the other one is just kind of like doing this. Like, you know, it's some of these guys are out to lunch and on the positioning. It just it it kills me, man. And that's some interesting positioning you just described there, too. Right. But I mean, you've got. Look. You score four goals. You should be winning a majority of those games. Oh, yeah. no, no doubt about it. I mean, not, not to get all two or fewer on here, but I mean, if you go three or more, you, you should be in good shape to win this game. And to- I mean, statistic, just, for, just on the statistics alone, right? I mean, it's like, I don't know what the odds are once you get gotten to your fourth goal, but if you're, you know, if you're getting to four goals on, on multiple nights, you know, you should be winning games. Yes. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It it's it's a frustrating overall. Uh, yes, p- fans got a free T-shirt. Hey, you got four tacos from Taco Bell. Um, but yeah, the Sharks lose five to four in a shootout. Oh boy! I uh, can can we give some kudos to Eric Carlson? Uh, you know, he had an assist tonight, and with that assist, he matches Craig Janney and Owen Nolan for the fastest start to a season. Point-wise in franchise history, Janney had uh, four goals and 15 assists in this first 14 games in 95-96. And then Nolan had that crazy start, nine goals, 10 assists to start the 99-2000 season. So great, great congratulations. But I think, again, I think Carlson mentioned it before too. I'll turn that all in if we can get get a W more consistently. Hey, all I all I have to say on this one is, Greerzy, please be calling Kyle Dubas right now, being like, "Hey, I can I can sell you a slightly hot Eric Carlson, you know, and maybe maybe I'll uh, you know take back thirty percent of the of the salary." I mean, because 
it, it, it it's clear. I mean, the the guy is talented, but it's like it seems like he's talented when there's not a lot of stars around him and he's the only show in town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's he's talented on bad teams. I mean, yes, he had that that run with the Ottawa team that that was one all away from going to Stanley Cup, um, but again this is a guy that wrong age you know wrong side of 30 um we're concerned about how delicate he is throughout an entire season and and a season's worth of games workload wise so if you're not trying to maximize value right now out of this player then that's concerning yeah so you know again gruzy i hope I hope you're phoning some some uh, phone calls from um, Kyle Dubis, maybe some late night pillow talk, some late night trade pillow talk. I I don't know, but you know, call that man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call that man. Yeah. Well, I I mean I don't know, I don't know if that if they can afford that. Uh, I would love to see the return on that if that involves at least like a William Nylander or something in that uh, or just hell let's just have like a big old blockbuster i'll like take Toronto. i'll take erasmus sandine you know what i mean you know if you want to go you know young buck for for superstar and you know you're able to maybe extract a pick and maybe finagle some way again with the finances there you know that's not a bad idea to get a young stud defenseman you know what I mean? Somebody that can compare with Amara Ferraro yeah. um, for the long haul. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cunning with uh, some comments afterwards. We're not out of this thing. We have a good. It, we have to have a good road trip and play full sixties. There's still plenty of time to dig out of this. I, I, I appreciate the optimism, my friend. Everyone is competitive person in this locker room. Our goal is to get better with each game. I, and honestly, I think they've gotten a lot better. I think they've they've definitely made it entertaining and what ian and i had said on thursday night it's like you know if we're gonna lose at least make it interesting uh be careful what you wish for is all i have to say about that one um because it like i said before it's new it's new um ways to lose <laughs> and al saying ek on the loops doesn't help them get out of the first oh, round boy. we know that but do they <laughs> you know how they get so crazy about the they're like leafs fans are like goldfish they're like ooh, shiny you know like you give them something shiny to play with and then you know you let them toil that you know for a little bit and then you know once you get get to them and you kind of tease them just that little bit you take it all away and then you just watch the chaos that ensues that that's a that's being a leaf stand in a nutshell for you <laughs> oh my god uh uh one more uh quote from tomas hurdle it doesn't matter how we lose it's always tough three times in a row is tough we can play good hockey but we have to learn if we fix our details we can be in every game um it's great to say that, but you know, I'd love for you guys to do it. I, I, I'm sensing the Mike Singletary, "Don't tell me, show me" mentality coming from you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's great to be a great talker and to talk this big game, but if you don't go out and do it, I mean, that the results the same. You, you know what I mean? Like, 
yes, there's a certain part of, of it is process, right? Yes, there's a certain part of buying into a system. Yes, there, you know, a coaching staff has has an effect to, to some certain extent. But the majority of the responsibility is on the players, right? I mean, they're the ones going out there taking the ice time. You know, you can get messages from X, Y, and Z, but if you're not executing and you're not playing sound fundamentals in your own zone, starting from your zone, your own zone and going outward, I, I don't ex- I don't know how you can expect any other result than what we have seen in the last three years. Yeah. Uh, Quinn cited Lawrence's miss pass to Nieto that goes to McTavish as an example of sharks shooting themselves. You've got to learn and feel this type of pain before you actually stop playing that way. Uh, and I just can, you know, <laughs> there will be pain. There'll be lots of pain and all that sun stuff. So, Hey, we got 60 people watching us. Uh, thank you very much. If you haven't already, please like this video, please smash that subscribe button as they always say. And of course, hit that notification bell. That'll let you know when we are on the air or we've uploaded something. Uh, Ian. And and just know you're not alone in, in your, in your misery yes. of sharks hockey. The more that we teal together, the, the more we like these videos. Uh, yeah. Marty T. Thank you. If you like this video, the sharks will get Bedard guaranteed. All right. Now, now, come on. It should be up to 40 by now with full likes for sure. Um, DJ a 27 with a super sticker, uh, a pair of characters stretching his arm forward and raising his thumbs up. So, uh, thank you very much for the super sticker. I think that's our first super sticker before. So appreciate it. Come on, keep it pumped up. Uh, <laughs> Al, not enough pain. Not what enough about pain? What about yeah? The last three years uh, at, the, at the folks at the rate we're going, this is this is Cal Palace territory, folks. Um, three eight and three. I mean, this is actually probably better than the Cal Palace days. I think they've had like a thirteen game losing streak after their first win in their franchise history. So uh, how many how many losses until we start looking at the uh, at the ninety one ninety two record there? Uh, well, ninety one ninety two was seventeen fifty eight and five. Of course, that was an 80-game season. Um, I can't see them just, you know, only winning eight more games to finish 11-71-2. I don't know. I, I wouldn't put it past this team. I, I don't know. I think I think they, I, they've shown glimpses. Again, yeah, the result was was not in favor tonight, but I, I will say this team did look good uh, tonight up until the last five minutes of this game. Well, that's the problem. You got to play a sixty-minute game, well, yeah. and this team hasn't put it together. No, of course, I completely agree. I mean, I think what we have one regulation <laughs> win. Jerry after the chat, take together. Careful, <laughs> careful. That that might be coming. That might be a that might be an idea that gets uh, noticed. <laughs> I support take together, AJ. Oh, I love it. Uh, oh. oh boy. <laughs> that's a good one yeah. it's a good one i think we started something so uh but if you if you like the sub- content we'd be providing uh there was a teal tinted glasses on wednesday night check that out with ian kevin and mark of course pucknologist tomorrow night 7 p.m pacific standard time 
So make sure you change your clocks while you're once this once this show is over. But yeah, 7 p.m. Pacific for Pucknologist for the week that was in Sharks hockey. Bad news: the Sharks lose three straight in the shootout. Good news: we're going to talk about Eric Carlson on the Pucknologist tomorrow. Oh boy, this that ought to be just just that alone, folks. That's, that's gold podcast airtime right there. I, just saying, folks. I mean, that's going to be epic. So, and not going to lie, I've already seen the thumbnail for the for the for the show. And <laughs> <laughs> are you are you on uh, are you on uh, Photoshop uh, monkey duties? Oh, uh, let's just say it was uh, you know it wasn't too much hurdle, but fun must be always. That's Ooh. Right. AJ, yeah, yeah. Technologists will be epic tomorrow. Yes. So check out all that stuff. <laughs> all back oh, like we Oh, come on. 18 likes? Wrong. Is that all we got? 18? Come on, people. Let's go. Let's get up to 25. Come on. Before we get out of here. I uh, want to give a quick shout out and, and forgive me for uh, for the screenshots. So let's uh, give a quick shout out to Jorge Jada Camacho. Uh, the uh, artist for Los Tiburones Night, uh, and the mural. I was hoping to find that, find a location where that's at, um, but that was pretty cool. Uh, different twist to uh, goes with a, a hammerhead this year. So uh, really looking forward to that. Of course, if you want the jersey, and, and I know I'm a sucker for warm ups, you can still do that uh, for the auction uh, up until I think. I think it's Monday at 5 p.m. So be on the lookout for that. So, uh, or you could hit up our resident, uh, or yeah, you could hit up sweater a, maker. Yeah, or you could hit up AJ. I think at SJ Sharks jerseys <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> and you, you know you can get a, one of a kind for it around the same price. So, <laughs> very good point, Landy. All right, with that, let's get on out of here because somebody's got to work at 4 a.m. In case you missed it or you want to watch this again, check us out on Teal Town USA. Dot com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. And, of course, if you're watching us on the YouTube, hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell. Uh, and, of course, if you didn't watch us live, by all means, hit the com- hit up the comment section down below. We'd love to hear your thoughts on, on this epic 5-4 Ducks win in a shootout. The Sharks' third straight shootout loss. They finish 1-2-3. They get f- 5 points out of a possible 12 at home. <sighs> but now, like I said, they get some rest. They get some rest. They get a few days off. Then they get on the road uh, for the Midwest for the first time, starting in St. Louis on Thursday night, which... Quite honestly, I and the St. Louis Blues have just three wins and six points on the campaign. Um, yeah, they 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 need to they need to get it going. Yeah, um, I guess final thoughts. Sharks are finding new and interesting ways to, to lose games, buddy. And uh, you know that's kind of the tagline of Sharks hockey right now. Oh, ain't that the truth? And as far as where you can find me, you can find me on all the social media garbage using my first name and my last name. I spell it the same way as this guy across from me. So, you know, it's not too hard. Yeah. Or, or just think of Eric Carlson when you can think of us. And yeah. and one of us had a good week and us was like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 
So, uh, so again, uh, ch- check out Teal Tinted Glasses from earlier in the week. Uh, also, uh, Pucknologist tomorrow live at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and uh, we'll be on there. Oh, don't forget the Cuda and the Wranglers, formerly known as the Stockton Heat. I believe they play at 5 o'clock uh, tomorrow. So if you need a nice little lead into Pucknologist, you can get that on uh, AHL TV or on the uh, Sharks Audio Network with uh, Nick Nolenberger. So be on the lookout for that. And again, thanks for tuning in. I'm at PuckGuy14 on Twitter and the Instagram. We'll be back with you for After Dark Thursday following the Sharks and Blues. Of course, tomorrow at 7 p.m., Pucknologist with AJ and Jerk. And of course, check out all our other content on the YouTube channel. So until then, thanks for watching. And until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will see you tomorrow for Pucknologists and Thursday following the Sharks and Blues. Good night, everyone.